Hey, you know, I was thinking the uh, 1K, man, it's a big deal. We should uh, have a mega celebration and stuff. I started to plan this whole thing. I was no like, way. Yeah, I was like, let's let's do it up. Let's let's get some 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 rides in here and some games and just kind of like almost carnival it out. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, I'll dress like a clown. It'll be fun. But yeah, I couldn't find an awesome Rivers jersey anywhere, so ah, I decided to skip it. No clown. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to Court Cousins. My name is Kyle. I'm joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, the majestic Jason the Peach. It is Jameer Nelson outside today, 14 degrees. I've got two hoodies on for the show, two. I think with wind chill, it's like zero. We're tuked up up here. We've got the toques on. For you Southerners, that's a winter hat. It goes over the ears. You guys don't know what it's like to actually need them. <laughs> like when you sleep. <laughs> it's just style for you, but it's real for us right now. Anyone who's in the Northern Hemisphere at this point, I hope you're staying warm. Uh, if you're down in warm Florida, screw you. Welcome to episode 38. We got a great show for you. We're going to check in with each other for the Chuma Are You OKK check-in. Peach is going to run down what I learned. We'll scour the interwebs in our social media roundup. We'll play a little starter backup and bench, which I'm excited for. Haven't played that one in a while. We'll try out the new Court Cousins Championship. And don't you go anywhere, you scoundrels, you swashbucklers. You better stick around for the large ending. But before any of that hilarity and those hijinks, we've got to shout out our Patreons, our all-star tier and second cousins on the Patreon. Shout out to Omid, Raphael, Breadhead, Al, Matthew Bell, Dan Young, Yachty, Bernie Pichet, Gloria and Damien, Connor, and the Polish Wonder. Hang on, I'm thinking. Autobots. Roll out. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. I don't know about those Transformers movies, though. I liked them. The Bumblebee was horrible. Didn't see that one. Yeah, you didn't miss anything. I, I, I'm embarrassed I haven't seen it, though, because I'm a big Transformer fan, as you know. Well, get to it whenever in the background. So... Thanks to all of our patrons. Go on over there and check out the goals that we have. We put all of our outtakes on there. Ooh. We, As you'll see in today's show, we ask for the feedback from our patrons to get input for what actually goes into the show. So it's a great community we're starting to develop, and we'd really appreciate your financial support. If you could buy us a beer every month, it helps to go in and making the show even better. And so thank you to those people. But... A big thank you to, to all the second cousin family out there right now. If you are watching, if you are listening, thanks so much because we did it, Peach. We hit a huge milestone on the YouTubes. 1,000 subscribers. It seems it seems not real. It doesn't seem real at all. Um, just started yesterday. We're a little over a year old, and we're already at this fantastic milestone. So thank you for watching the advertisement that you watched before this. Mm. I think if you let it rock and you at watch more, that actually helps us out a little bit. Oh, let it linger. Yeah, That's, let it linger. So the insider. <laughs> That's in a theme. <laughs> Check out the Patreon for the outtakes. Maybe they'll make it on there. But, you know, as a, as a special thank you, we did want to do something really nice for the 1,000 subscriber milestone. Yeah, you got to do something big. Yeah, we got to do something big. And as you all know, 
Peach and I are going to be down in Orlando Thursday, February 23rd for Court Cousins Night. We're all we're going to get the whole second cousin family together. We're going to have some adult beverages, meet up before. You don't need to have those. I will. Uh, and then we're going to, you know, raffle off a bunch of things. We've got some jerseys. Hopefully we can get the magic to maybe give us something signed. We see. We'll see. That's still in the talks right now. We'll go over. We got the club seats. We'll watch the game together. All the hilarity and hijinks. Hopefully we get a victory. And and then after, we're going on the court and we're cutting down the net. And that's at fivo.me backslash court cousins. And so... Try to stay sober enough to get up the ladder. Recommendation. I almost did not. I had to have a carabiner there. They were like, they wouldn't let me go up unassisted. <laughs> to, to thank you all for this milestone, we want to give away two, count them, one, two tickets to court cousins night. Wow. And all you got to do, well, you're already doing one of the things. You're watching the video, so check. Yep. All right. Second thing, please subscribe, yep. which probably, I mean, we got over a thousand, so they're probably already doing that. Check. You're in good company. Yeah. Yep. You're not alone. Like this sucker. I mean, you're, you're a second cousin. You already done that. Check. Right. I don't know if I can hold any of them accountable to that, but what I can hold you accountable to is comments on this video. Yeah. So if you're watching, comment on this video. You can comment on anything you'd like. You and can put Don't be that guy that just says this is a comment just to make we're not not this time. Not this time. Really? No, not this time. I think the algorithm respects that. Well, I want it to be something show related. Okay. All right. I'm, up, all right. I'm, I'm saying we, just being a we have up to the giveaway here. Yeah. And so I'm going to up what we require, which okay. is simply to make it something related to the show. All right. All Even right. if That's it's fair. the fact that I'm wearing two hoodies. Just something. <laughs> yeah. Make a joke about our toques, you know? Yeah. Not one we make on the show either. Do your own. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you again, ladies and gentlemen. We do have one more giveaway, Peach. Did just you tell them about Fivo.me? I did. Right. Backslash court Backslash. Okay. Yeah. Just, Thursday, February Never 23rd. heard some mentioned again. We're playing yeah. the Pistons. We got to lay the smack down, especially on Killian and Hayes. And, and what we're going to do, the whole second cousins... We're in the club, but when we go down on the court, we're gonna we're gonna surround Killian Hayes and we're gonna give him a good old fashioned second cousin beatdown. I do not endorse that <laughs> officially. <laughs> I'm a lover, not a fighter. Truth be told, uh, and what I love to do is I love to give away free shit, Peach. And so we have every month we do a Patreon giveaway just for being on the Patreon. You're entered to win a jersey, and this week's this month's. Jersey winner is none other than Nadra. Oof. And it's it's not a fix, ladies and gentlemen. It's not I a fix. I can confirm. Saw it. Yeah. I, I'll She's put been it up. a follower since day one. Though, day one. Fair. She was our second not one. Patreon. She did unsubscribe when we broke up for two weeks, but then she did resubscribe, although at a lower tier. And I'm still not over that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Can't believe we're talking about it. <laughs> um, all right. So let's get into some show, Peach. Um, I want to know, how are you doing, sir, for the Chuma Are You OKK check-in? Uh, before I get to my OKK check-in, I've okay. got this tweet here from uh, Andrew Schiavone. Okay. Going with that on the <laughs> pronunciation of that name. Says simply, life would be easier if we all had a video game health bar above our heads, letting everyone know how close we are to a mental breakdown. Yes. Just keep that in mind as you're yeah. going through your day. Mm -hmm. You can't see that actual meter, but mm -hmm. if you're smart enough and you're looking at people, sometimes you can kind of tell, right? 
and realize that mm, maybe I'm not going to push this guy's buttons today. We'll talk about a guy who got his buttons pushed later <laughs> <laughs> when we talk about Mr. Austin Rivens. But for now, uh, um, I've got this uh, Chuma Okeke. Okeke. Yeah. He's on a roller coaster. He's on he's on the Court Cousins roller coaster. Oh, I see that. Nice you know, detail. It, we're, we're going up. We're going down. Um, it, but he's having a lot of fun. His mm -hmm. hands are in the air. Yep. He's here for it. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's having a good time. And, and over here, you've got the stormy dark cloud and with mm. Twitter kind of behind it, like because Twitter's a dark place sometimes. Like there's a lot of great people there, but there's a lot of people there that don't know what they're talking about. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later, too. Don't get caught up in all that social media stuff. Just kind of keep going on your train. And eventually, you know, you're going to enjoy that ride and all those ups and downs. People use that. I use it a lot the roller coaster, you know, metaphor, metaphor, yeah. because it, it's, it is perfect, right? Like yeah. you get on, you know, you're strapped in. I mean, 99.99 end of the end safely, Yeah, you yeah. know, depending on what carnival you're at. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a good time. The ups, the downs, you're a little, you feel a little anxiety about it. Right. But you end up kind of like back where you were before with like a new perspective of like, okay, that's over now. Mm -hmm. And then like you learn some things along the way. So it's, it's a great one. Keep it in mind and just keep an eye on everybody else and what they're doing. And really just for the show, all the, you know, we haven't really had a ton of downs. We've kind of been on a nice, good upward slope. Yeah. And I'm kind of hoping we never do make that that big plunge down. But, you know, from time to time, it gets harder to do shows. And, Definitely. Uh, and, uh, but it's it's up, it's down, it's up, it's down, and it's still going, and it's fun, and we get to where we're going. So that's what, what it's about for me. Yeah, I hate roller coasters, period. I'm just sure. scared of them. I'm just not right. about that life. Right. But uh, I definitely resonate with the metaphor. I get the metaphor. And there's times where, yeah, I mean, this is something fun that we get to do and we get to share. But yeah. there is a schedule to it. Sure. You know, and every couple of weeks we got to do X, Y, Z thing and right. to put out the content for the peoples out there. Right. And we and, got lives. Well, you have a yeah, life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just like anything that you do when it becomes kind of transforms from passion to obligation at times mm. there are experiences that and i think what i've been trying to do is and you helped me a lot with this is dude no pressure we're just having fucking fun mm -hmm. you know we're just we're just enjoying it so i think with this podcast with my career as a teacher when i get stressed as hell it's important for me as you always instruct me to do to go back to that original kernel that got me on the roller coaster in the first place mm -hmm. Because something convinced me to be on there because God knows I don't want to be on that sucker. <laughs> For me, it was always, oh, this girl wants to go on this ride and <laughs> okay. now I've got to go with her shit. Yeah, you got you to look tough. You cannot. Yeah, you're not going to catch single me on Space Mountain <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> Oh, that's rich. The things, <laughs> the things we do for ladies. All right. How are you feeling for the for the uh, check-in here? Well, I hear I have a, a Chuma OKK. He's in a nice, comfortable place, and he's crying his eyes out. He seems upset. He's yeah. crying his little Chuma eyes out. He he might seem upset, but he's not, Peach. Okay. This is also connecting back to you. So recently, for Christmas, Peach gave me a book about anxiety because I struggle with anxiety. Okay. I put a lot of stress on myself. I've True. definitely got some perfectionism stuff in me, and that causes me to stress out probably when I just definitely don't need to be. Mm -hmm. And I read something really interesting in the book, which talks about how animals have the fight and the flight, mm -hmm. right? And if a possum plays dead and then you know something comes over but doesn't attack him once he's done playing dead he exercises he moves his body he gyrates he does all this crazy shit to get that trauma from whatever just happened to him out of his system and then he goes out on out on his regular possum life 
Yep. And he just lives, continues to live his possum life. Yep. But us possum's going to possum. Possum's got a possum, maybe. But humans, we don't let ourselves human because, especially men, I think, you know, we have a crazy situation. And then, at least I'll speak for myself, there's been a bunch of things throughout my life which I didn't really think I processed all the way. Mm-hmm. And so lately, working with my therapist, doing that spiritual retreat, having read that book, anytime I'm feeling something come up in me, I actually am like leaning into it much more. Mm. And I've been crying probably more than I have ever in my life. And I've just been like blurting out weird shit and just kind of like shaking and just moving my body and letting it just go. Yeah, get shit out of the way. Getting it fucking out, you know, exercising the demons. What are you keeping that stuff for? It's not recyclable. I can't. It's it's doing me no good carrying it with me. Nope. So I've been I've been crying Chuma a little bit. And that's right. okay. You know, I've been just letting it go through me and I've been feeling, you know, much, much better just doing this practice. Right. So thank you, Peach. Well, I'm glad the book uh, actually worked. I'm, yeah. I'm, I didn't know you had already gotten through it. Got well, the box I haven't gotten through it. Got, got the box of, of tissues right here if you feel like you got to have one during <laughs> well, the show. So yeah. let me know. If something moves me, maybe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now, Peach. I've been to move. We got to move it, move it. Yeah, let's, let's, what get, I learned. let's get into it. What did you learn in this recent stretch of games, Peach? All right. Um, again, not going to go through this game by game because uh, we did a wrap up, I think, on almost every game in this uh, last little spiel. Yeah, either together those, or solo. Yeah. We've been doing these a lot more, and those are a lot of fun. Um, so take a look at those if you're looking for a game blow by blow. But uh, hey, look, this is our first podcast since J.I. has come back. Um, he looks good. I still kind of want to see some more. We're going to talk about a little J.I. in a little bit, so I'm going to save some of my comments for, for that portion, but it's definitely something that needs to be at the top of my what I learned is that J.I. is back and seeing yeah. what he can actually do out there on the court. Oh, and yeah. I'll save what I have to say for about him later. I'm mostly positive. So um, watching these games has gotten a lot tougher. Uh, with my schedule, um, and I keep the end of these games keeps getting spoiled for me by like random me? things. Like last year when we were doing this, it was easy for me. I didn't follow as many things on social media. It's very easy in New England to not know the score of an Orlando Magic game for two or three true. days sometimes, true, true, and then true. go back and catch up on the games. And now there's so much going on with court cousins and following so many people and so many different venues that I have to like avoid all social media and then just come home and try to rewatch it immediately. Otherwise I already know what happened and I'm just lost. So I've learned that that's gotten a lot trickier than it used to be. Um, You're deep now you're deep in the, in the magic family. Yep. Yep. Almost too deep. Speaking, (laughs) speaking of too deep, someone sitting across from me, Huh? has decided that he hates Adam Family reboots. Well, just the one. And I learned that from the wrap-up that I watched that you did solo, and I think you should watch yourself when you're firing bullets like that at the community because people love that show. I don't get it. That, I, that's why I watched it. You know, I'm not a huge Adam's Family fan. It was a little bit before my time as a 35-year-old. Before my time. But, yeah, but everyone was raving about this Wednesday thing. Mm-hmm. I went back and watched the first two episodes. It just seemed like a kind of crummy teen show. And and it's directed at teens, so it's not for me, to be fair. But I saw adults raving about it, so I was confused, and I'm still confused. Can you explain it to me? That is an acceptable comment that will win you an entry to win the two tickets, if you can explain to me why that show is so good. And should I continue to go past episode two? I don't know. I haven't watched it either. I just know everybody loves it. And if everybody loves something, best to usually just kind of do that. Yeah. Don't touch it. <laughs> and right. you, you can't, Adam. 
So watch yourself. <laughs> we had a great comeback game against the Sixers. Um, I love that the team stayed strong during this and, and just had that never-say-die attitude down by, I believe, 21 points at, at one point in the first quarter. Just an, a, an awful first quarter. Just yeah. awful. And to be able to bounce back and come back in the way that they did against a healthy Sixers team that should be one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. We're going to talk about that more. Um, that's a great win. Obviously, had a rough night shooting the next time we played the Sixers. But yeah, you think? But we're in the fifteen percent from three, Peach. And yet we're in the game somehow. That's true. So like <laughs> a lot wrong. to learn from that back to back with the Sixers. Um people are really cracking on Jamal Mosley whenever we lose. Um and when we win, they seem to kind of go away. But um his lack of substitutions or the way he does the substitutions at the end of the game, like sometimes he's rewarding guys because they're playing well, and sometimes he's saying to other guys, You're gonna sit here and watch these guys try to make this comeback. Yeah. It's time for you to just all be cool with that. Coach Mosley's doing something, right? He's not trying to get to the NBA Finals this year. He is building something for the future and letting these guys know you're going to be held accountable if you're not playing well and somebody else is. And even at the detriment of losing this particular game in a regular season in a year where we do not plan on making the playoffs, but might, but you know, yeah. we don't plan on it. This is when you make those moves. If he does this in a couple of years when we're like a playoff team, then you start asking the questions. But now is the time for this. And everyone needs to chill up off Coach Moe's. Fair. Um, next, I've got uh, A. Rivers, equal sensitive bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I guess his meter was really high, and we didn't see it. Yeah. Right? Like, his, his meter for compassion. where he was about to blow yeah. was uber high, and Mo yeah. Bamba didn't realize didn't that realize. simply saying, oh, this isn't high school anymore, was going to set him over the edge. Right. And Mark L. Fultz, by going, well... <laughs> Probably didn't also realize that this would be enough to send this young man into the bench to attack players that weren't playing. But our team did a great job of staying on the bench. Yes. Except Mo. And but then our bench did a great job scoring in that game to be able to make sure that we Yeah, closed good thing they all didn't get kicked Minnesota. out. We would have lost that damn yeah. game. Check the wrap-up of the Minnesota game for more on all that stuff. Um, I've noticed that the Suggs haters have gotten a little quieter the last couple of games. I'm holding my questions, I'll tell you that. I'm sure they'll be back, <laughs> as they always are when he has an off game. Uh, and, and in general, the Magic fans are just kind of all over the board. You, we were talking about mm -hmm. before the show, you say you don't see as much of the hate. But I, I see it. When we lose a couple of games in a row, people start to go, blow it up. Only keep Franz and Paulo. Everybody can go. Moe's doesn't know what he's doing. And everyone just loses their mind. You got to calm. You got to relax. We've talked about the growth flower at length on this show. I've used that you metaphor that. for you this. And, and it's like, you know, hey, look, it's coming up through. It's not going to be a flower tomorrow. Okay. That's part of its growing process. So you got to just, you got to stick this out. If you stuck with us last year when we won 22 games all year, you can certainly stick with a team that already has 21 wins at this point in the year. Like, well, that's the problem. I think the growth has been so prodigious that people are getting excited by how much growth that we have, how much STEM is just coming out of the ground. Yeah. And, and it, we're it, starting to it, see it some is buds happening. It is exciting, but you shouldn't expect to this early in a rebuild be at that, oh, we're an expected playoff team. We're ahead of schedule. Yeah, mm -hmm. but, you know, be measured with your with your reactions is, is all I ask of the people. And uh, that's what, some of what I learned over these last few games. Well, thank you, Peach. And I want to dive into a few of those topics that you just touched on mm -hmm. a little bit more 
in our social media roundup, that time where Peach and I on Instagram, on Twitter mainly, are looking for your contributions to our hashtag Magic Together family. And we pick out what we think is interesting, insightful, or just downright funny mm-hmm. and have a little discussion about it here on the show. So make our lives easier if you could at court underscore cousins. Give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter and send stuff our way when you think it's tantalizing and, and we should maybe talk about Social it. Social media roundup, my favorite part of the show. I don't know if I've ever said it on the show. Wow. It's you haven't my, said it to me, I don't think. It's my favorite part of the show. Yeah. I love it. Well, you're a man I, of the people. I, I, I like to see what the people are. And, I, and a lot of times it's funny or it's something that can get us talking about something. Yep. It's great. All right. Well, let's get right into it then. Uh, this is kind of what you were just talking about in regards to your mm. growth flower metaphor about our squad. This is from Beyond the RK. Been a while since we had him on the show. Good to see you back, Beyond. Orlando's in a full rebuild phase. And here are the things that we're going through. Uh, we've got, or here are the things that we've got a real core of long-term starters, a legit foundation to build around, playing with zero expectations. Fact. Thrilling product on the court. Fact. With cap space and trade pieces uh, uh, to update the roster, yet Don't no bother. need to rush the process. Fact. Enjoy this time, Magic fans. Fact. Super fact. I think that's the big message from you, Peach, always, is enjoy the time. Enjoy, enjoy the process, right? This is it, man. I mean... If you're really only into basketball and you don't follow other sports, maybe you haven't gone on this journey, but like I've been a fan of a team that has like gotten kicked down forever and then has risen up and won the championship. It's a beautiful feeling. Mm. I want that for this community, but you're going to have this along the way, right? Like what's going on right now is not nearly as bad as you have seen in the past 10 years. So really make sure you enjoy this because at some point, when they're fighting for that gold ball trophy, mm-hmm. it's going to make it that much sweeter to know you watched it all go, right? Like, I'm assuming that's what it's like having children and having <laughs> them watch up. You know, yeah. they, they grow up, they go off to college, or they go and succeed in life, and, and the parents are proud of them. That's, look, this is, I'm not, I'm probably not going to have children. <laughs> so, so my sports teams are this my babies. This podcast is your baby. <laughs> And, uh, you know, you, you want that to grow. You want it to see. You want you want that moment for everybody. And when the Denver Broncos finally won a Super Bowl after having watched them lose so many, and as a Broncos and Bills fan, I lost seven of eight Super Bowls in a row. Ooh. In a row. Ooh. Some of them very heartbreakingly. At least you were there. When the, when the Broncos finally won a Super Bowl, it was one of the best days of my life. And I want that feeling for everyone. Did you let a tear out? Did you let oh, a tear I out? Oh, I for sure did. Okay. I for sure so, did. Great. See? Yeah. You already know. You already knew that. My meter was full, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we had lost so many Super Bowls. <laughs> I, I, I like what Beyond the RK is trying to inject here into our, our fan base. Some important perspective because, as we just said, we're definitely be ahead of schedule. And I'm guilty of this, getting a little bit overexcited, you know, getting some ideations about this year, about what we might be able to push and what we might be able to see from this squad right now. And how we could end this year, but really it is about these important pieces that we have. We do have a real core, however big or small you think that core is. I'm of the company, obviously, Paulo, Franz. I think Wendell's a part of that core, whether he maintains mm-hmm. the starting position or eventually is kind of in a rotational big role, we don't know, but he's on a four-year sweetheart deal contract. We love to see that. Yep. Markel Foltz, I'd love to see around. You know, these are guys that I consider a part of 
this nucleus moving forward. And we'll see who else is, you know, Cole, Jalen. These mm-hmm. are young guys that can hopefully develop with the squad. And there's question marks around everything, but I think the important thing is here for Beyond the RK, zero expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, let's not, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. And we're going to talk about playoffs and play in and stuff later in, in this, but really, I'm trying to enjoy the process. Omaha, Omaha. I'm calling an audible. Okay. I'm going to throw this one in that we have settled for later. I'm throwing it in now. It's by The Patient Magician, Mm. which is a very fitting name for what we're talking about right now. Yeah, true. And it says, someone needs to develop an education program for Magic fans. I don't want to be embarrassed by these casual takes when people actually start to pay attention to our team next year. It seems like a hot take, but... Well, it's so hot, he's got to take the hat. Got to take the two off. <laughs> he's it's taking the two off. It's too hot, hot to take. But, but the, I think the point is not only for Magic fans, but other people too who don't necessarily understand where all the pieces fit. Sometimes these people that are talking about getting rid of Wendell Carter Jr. right now, they don't realize how great that contract is yeah. and how good a player he still is. Yeah. Like you need to knock that kind of stuff off. That's weird. That just makes you look silly. Yes. Don't don't be that guy. But we also need to develop develop an education program for the rest of the league and yeah. people places like ESPN who will like put up our projected starting lineup and think that Bull Bull starts for us now. And it's like these guys need to wake up a little bit. You can't just like read the paper in the morning and like go, oh okay, they the have this guy and this guy. Oh, Cole Anthony's got to be starting for them, right? He just yeah. dropped nineteen or whatever. Is uh, he's got to be playing? And it's like they don't know. So, like, you're going to need to start paying attention to the Orlando Magic in the near future here. So, you know, at least know some of the players and parts and where they fit now and what's going on there. Don't just guess. (laughs) I feel that. I I tend to write off those takes that I see that just seem as though the person isn't watching the same thing as I am. Sure. That they're just, like, 11 or 12 years old. Like I think it's just kids a lot of times. Okay, yeah, probably. And I'm just like, you're all right, right, yeah, you're just like developing your understanding yeah, of the sport. And I'm not saying I'm any like basketball savant. I've I've only played basketball very recreationally, but I am a 35 year old adult human, Who's and I have been watching ball, yeah. a shit ton of basketball games, so I understand some of the concepts and the contract stuff and the machinations of the salary cap a little bit. So it's like once you start to understand those larger pictures, then yeah, we're in a good spot. There's nothing really to complain about, yeah. and we don't need to be throwing out these outlandish. I've outlandish caught you machinating things. a few times. It's yeah, weird. dude. Well, <laughs> um, and this kind of leads us into our. Our next one, which is by <laughs> Paulo Bancaro, ROTI season. And it says, nah, the Franz Wagner disrespect is getting a little ridiculous. Now, I'm sure this wasn't a Magic fan that posted this, but somebody posted Franz Wagner. A little survey. Jordan Poole, LaMelo Ball, and Scotty Burns. And as you can see, our boy Franz Wagner coming in at the lowest number of 13%, which just kind of tells me that, like, okay, maybe some people are only seeing Jordan Poole with the Warriors, which is understandable. Yeah. They had a long playoff run, and he's a great player. Sure. Uh, But the 42% on LaMelo Ball, I know, must spark something inside of you. (laughs) I just think he's a no-win guy. Like okay. I don't think he's I don't think he's a winning player. I'm not right. going to jump on the basketball reference and try to boost up those Connecticut stats and go right. into his splits cuz his numbers probably look pretty good. Yeah. But when he's you see the best him on option the court, on the Hornets. Yeah, for sure. I mean, maybe some nights some nights I'd rather have just Terry Rozier running the show probably. Maybe. Yeah. Um yeah, I just don't know that LaMelo Ball is a winning player. And and I'm not going to throw any more shade to Scotty Barnes or Jordan Poole or even LaMelo Ball because they're all very good players. Yeah. But Franz Wagner just being so far behind on this survey of who you want to add to your team's young core. Right. This guy is 21. He's 6'10". 
Yeah. He's already got an array of offensive moves. He can go to the basket off the dribble with those hook shots off the glass with both hands. That's mm-hmm. impossible. You can't defend that. He's working the little Dirk fadeaway, which we I want to see more of that, by the way, Franz. We saw one last night. Didn't make it. Let's see more of those. That's an indefensible shot for a guy that's 6'10". He's got he's worked on, he's loves those top of the key threes. Those are called what above the arc. What are those arc ones? Not not center straight away, not corner. He loves it. You know that position on the on the three? Isn't there a sure. name for it? You know Not what I'm talking know, about. But yeah, like the, Tell me in the comments. I know the angle uh, there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I, he loves those shots. He's been hitting them in a higher clip. He cuts like the man is we no other. We we gotta put him in a in a sane asylum because he cuts so much. Yeah, he's the Edward scissor hands of basketball. So he just brings so much to the table, and I think he's a plus defender, you know, at six ten. So plus he's never fought a teammate. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have a toxic father. Yeah. And he's not an overrated guy from FSU. <laughs> I know we got a lot of FSU. I was going to say, you're not talking about Jonathan Isaac, are you? <laughs> I know a lot of people in Florida are like feel one way or the other about that. So I'm sure everybody, somebody popped. Like Florida That's Gators fans are like, yeah, get him. And I'm just like, I don't know. I have no dog in this fight. That's interesting. How do some of you FSU fans out there, we got to F- ask Matt FSU Hood mm-hmm. how he feels about the whole Scotty Barnes thing. He's probably torn a little bit. Yeah, but seems like. Orlando Magic is more important. And we have an FSU guy on our team. That's true. This might be one of the better segues of all time. <laughs> Let's just root for him. <laughs> As we root to talk about Jonathan Isaac yeah. right now. with uh, You keep it going, Peach. All right. You I'm, got the juice I'm on running. this show, I'm man. Running. You got the freaking juice. Uh, so Lewis at Hoops Talk 13. Great follow. Writes, as a Twitter collective, can we please stop the, a lot of Magic fans going to be eating their words on the J.I. situation now. It's annoying and way too early to victory lap. Also said, fans just want healthy guys to build around. It isn't a knock on the human. Also put up this graphic here from Mr. Weltgod, who uh, says the historic switch up on Jonathan Isaac tonight. Love to see it. It's in a Jonathan Isaac apology form. I'll let you read all the things there as we talk about J.I. here. I, uh, I think my, my overwhelming opinion on J.I. is that, like, you know, I just feel like, <laughs> look, I'm a nine-year-old boy, Right. And my father left. He left for cigarettes, and he never came back. Mm. And I've craved a father this whole time. And cigarettes? and <laughs> Not so much. Yeah, maybe cigarettes, too, because maybe <laughs> I turned to that. Because yeah. I felt like that's what he wanted more yeah. than me. More than you. So I turned to smoking as well. Now I, now I have risk of lung cancer as a young youth, which is bad. But now he's come back, right? I'm 12, right? I'm practically yeah. a man. You're different. Right? Like, yeah. I'm almost a teenager. You're going to puberty. And he wants to start a relationship with me. And you know what? I want that too. Yeah. But I'm weary. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right. All right. You've been hurt. But don't hurt me again. Right. And me getting hurt in this case would be him getting hurt again. (laughs) (laughs) I'll knock on the wood. There's wood under here. Uh, So, you know, I I know I've sounded like a little bit kind of stand backish, but it's just because I don't want to get hurt again. I don't want to buy fully into J.I. and be flying a J.I. flag and go buy a J.I. jersey, which, by the way, I don't think I will ever do. But like and then and then feel like let down when something bad happens. But I am super stoked about what I've seen so far. Yeah. So it's tough for me to not like take the stuffed animals he's giving me and be like, I'm going to sleep with them tonight. Because oh, you're back to the father metaphor. Well, the father, you know, it's, it's always here. Okay. It's always going to be there. It's always going to be there until I'm like graduating high school and he's there, proud of me as I flip the tassel over. Like okay. you know, it's going to be a little while. Yeah. Until he works it out, but and that's what it's going to take with Ji. That's what it's, it's going to take, take with him. a little while. His, a little while. 
Him on defense is a game changer right now. His spacing, the way he can switch on defense is mm -hmm. amazing. He's so he was long. On Anthony his, Edwards last night. His vision for defense and his his head for the game on defense, I love it. Yeah. I'm a big defensive guy. I kind of love big man shit. And he's kind of doing some of that stuff down low. And it's it's making me feel good about this relationship where it's going. He's probably gonna get a Father's Day card. <laughs> <laughs> You're on fire today, Peach. I love it, man. Yeah, you know, I I think it's it's definitely apt to say that it wasn't necessarily Jonathan Isaac hate, but it's just more trepidation. Yeah, you know of of what is gonna happen and and what is what's he gonna be when he comes back. But I think every Euro step he makes mm. is a step deeper into my heart. Yeah. Wow. I've I've got that song every 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 breath you take but with every euro step you make. Exactly. And he made <laughs> one last night. You. Every he made one last night and I if you're like me out there, your heart you kind of just stop. Your heart stops for a moment and then he does it successfully. Ha. Ah, and you can breathe. And it's just like any trauma that we experience, like the father and the cigarettes metaphor. We've got to see it happen for a little while. Um we've got to see it for more than 10 minutes. Yeah. But what we do see it, there's quickly the trust is coming back. We're seeing that, yeah, you know, it does appear that a lot of the JI, what what he had is still right there under the surface. Mm -hmm. It gets thrown around a lot. Guard one through five. Right? This guy can guard one through five. Jonathan Isaac legitimately can guard one through five. We've seen him on Joel Embiid. We've seen him on James Harden. We've seen him on Anthony Edwards. We saw him with Rudy Gobert. He was all over. He's all over the floor. And he's, he's shooting the ball pretty well, especially from um, the corner there. He has that little turnaway jump shot that he likes. Yeah, all right. See, the Let's part roll. of me that still thinks he's going to leave for six is going, Yeah. You, you know what? I don't know if he could cover Kyrie. He's got sick <laughs> handles, bro. Can he cover Steph? Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and it's going to take some time. You know, Lewis, as is Lewis is saying, it's not about we don't think Jonathan Isaac is a good player. You know, he has been a good player. Mm, yeah, yeah. He has been a good player. But we just want some consistency. We want him yeah. in the lineup for an extended period of time. We want to see him in there for the next year healthy. And then I think we'll it's, breathe that collective sigh of relief. To be honest, for me personally, this goes with my MO for my entire career as a sports fan. I've never been a big fan of guys who are injured or don't play a lot or yeah. that you can't rely on to play a full season. So. And I'm still frustrated That's by the 10-minute bullshit. Me, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah like, it's a bit Mo Bamba went out last night. You couldn't give us another five, bro? Right. Like, we couldn't get another yeah. five. And I know it has nothing to do with him. And that is part of the unfairness of it, really, yeah. is he unfortunately has to receive some of this angst when he has not. I mean, he's not making this decision. To be fair, maybe he could have said some things that could have furthered the process a little bit more, but we're not going to go into it. If you need to, the Jonathan Isaac apology form is there for you from Well right, God. Right, right. Whatever your reason for your behavior in doubting Jonathan Isaac and throwing the shade towards Jonathan Isaac, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, maybe it was the media that convinced you. Maybe you only look at an advanced analytics. Maybe you were jealous of Jonathan Isaac. Maybe you don't believe in Jesus Christ. <laughs> That was that was the most the funniest one. Sure. I mean, if you don't know basketball, or you don't watch the actual games. Whatever yeah. it is, you check that, and then at the bottom, make sure you check and sign. I will now hereby respect Jonathan Isaac, and I will not talk down on the future first ballot hobble famer. I'm just 
I don't want to check any of these boxes right now. I don't, I don't have to fill out this form now, right? No, you can think about <laughs> so it. So I think I, th I think really it comes back to like Lewis's idea of the tech of of his tweet, which is basically like whatever side of the coin you feel like on this, mm -hmm. let's not. It's supposed to be magic together, not magic apart. So let's mm -hmm. not let's not be like, well, I told you this, and I told you that. there was a little bit of this when it was like, well, I told you Paulo was the better pick over Jabari, and it's like, yeah, okay, cool, we're all on the same team, bro. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Nobody did we bet money on it? Like debate, what, debate, what you, don't divide. Debate, right. don't divide. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. All right, let's move it on. All right, let's move it on to uh should we go to another welt god then? Should. He's always he's always throwing out these heaters. He's it's had tough, he had it's a, tough he, not to include him a couple times. He had times. a ton of gems in this last spell too, because there was a lot of stuff that was welt god worthy for sure. We just talked about how we saw J.I. guarding every member of the Philadelphia 76ers roster. And it was a nice reminder of Markel's first time playing mm. back in Philly since the trade, which seems crazy, but it was true. Yeah. And well, God reminds us that the Sixers got rid of the wrong number one pick. Mm. We got Markel clearly greater than Ben Simmons throwing up a brick. It would be interesting to talk to somebody who's just getting into NBA basketball, like in the last year or two, and say, yeah, the Sixers were doing this thing where they had Embiid and they had Simmons and they had Fultz and they were like, this is our threesome. We're going to run the league. Yeah. <laughs> and, and listening to the laughter because yeah. probably this person is not super familiar with Fultz's game and where he's going either. But this was supposed to be like the super team in the future. And Dario Saric, yeah. And it made sense, right? Sure. Like we all kind of looked at it and went, a lot of good pieces there. Yeah. <laughs> a couple, yeah. couple number one picks and Embiid and yep. uh, yeah, this is solid. Definitely. But and they had another one. Okafor was in there too for a second. That's true. Yeah. They, they it could have been something, but it wasn't. But I think they're still in a good position. Uh, we'll talk about the Sixers a little bit more later. Yeah, it was funny. I, I just really quickly on this, I was listening to Locked On Sixers just to get the other team's perspective going into a match, and they just they avoided talking about Markel. I didn't listen to afterwards <laughs> if they talked about him at all. But it it seems like the J almost like the JI situation, but worse with them. Like they, right. it is their trauma from their past that they can't look and see they don't want to open the door because the pain that will go through they'll have to go through yeah. too, too much to exercise that and they're just not ready and, and that's okay but sixers fans Sit when you are ready yeah we're here for you you know what sixers fans you should get ready right now have a good cry put yep. these games behind you mm -hmm. and go forward if they get this past them yeah. they could win the championship but they just need to focus a little bit well yeah but they need to exercise as you said they need to get through this now yeah they're past but they're not ready so they're not going to win the championship. Damn it. <laughs> For them, I really don't care if you win or not. <laughs> All right. Well, we've we've had a huge win, as we said earlier on. 1K subscribers. It's big a big guy. deal. Um, now we're monetized on YouTube. It's not like crazy amount of money, but it's just pretty cool that now we're going to we're going to have a little income from the YouTubes, from the Patreon. Like things are. This He's is just going to put it in the lights. Yeah, I, well, I really want to put the lights, but Peach won't let me. He's a fucking vampire. He hates the light. We have two more studio lights that aren't on right now. Give him shit in the comments. It could be brighter. Tell me that there could. Tell him that there could be better studio lighting in here. I don't feel like they need to see this any brighter than it already is. You're sexy. <laughs> Even through two hoodies. He says. Even through two. But hoodies, look, the important part of this good. is yes. that you put up a tweet thanking everybody, thanking everybody. Yep. And we got some special congratulations. From a guy who you had a small Twitter beef with a while back, Mr. Devin Kennedy. DC3 oh. checking in. Oh. Unbelievable. Thank you. Thank you, Devin. It's good to know that he's he's paying attention to the Magic Together community still. 
He probably missed being on social media roundup because we would have some sort of, here's something great Devin Kennedy's doing. Almost every social media roundup. That's part of why we missed him. Um, I kind of want to cry right now. Get those <laughs> tissues out. But I, it was very I love cool. and I hate this right yeah. now. I love and I hate this because... Of course, I love it. It's it's great to get feedback from these these men that these young men that we're watching that were you know get so mm-hmm. much enjoyment and pleasure from watching play the game, and he was so nice. He's just he's not on our squad anymore, yeah. Peach. I love it and I hate it's it too because sad. obviously there's there's nothing to not love about it. <laughs> but I hated that in my response, my autocorrect corrected one of the Devons to D E V O N, and then I looked oh. like. A weirdo. A casual. Yeah, because I wrote Devin correctly the first time, but then the second time, the spell correct, went to D-E-V-O-N. Oh. So it looked a little weird. Did you edit that sucker? You can't edit a tweet once it's out there. Did you delete it? I wasn't going to delete it because people had already liked it and seen it, and I was like, well, it's just out there now. Uh, But underneath, I wrote about the autocorrect thing. (laughs) Okay. A little little asterisk of like, hey, man, I usually check my posts. Uh, Mistakes were made. Man, wishing Devin all the best. Is he he's still playing with the Lakers G League right now? He hasn't got called up as shitty as that squad is. That's a damn travesty. Unbelievable that I got in a league that loves the three ball. Yeah. And always needs shooters that this guy's not on a team somewhere in the league. I don't get it. I mean, I don't either, man. If he was a problem in the locker room, maybe, but we know he's not that. He's the most stand-up guy out there. Yeah, he's only going to help your community. In fact, some <laughs> yeah. some city that's really terrible should pick him up, like Detroit. Oh well, I don't know much about Detroit. I would like to go there, Detroit. But they could use his services off the court. Like (laughs) he put a a playground somewhere. Yeah, hell of a guy, dude. Yeah, let's go. (laughs) Think about it. Um, is this is this next guy? Is this next guy a hell of a guy? Is R.J. Hampton a hell of a guy? I know he's a freak. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I've heard. Tell me about this. And he's also nasty. But then also a great person. <laughs> uh, Cole Anthony and on RJ Hampton's podcast. Um, Cole Anthony is, of course, what a great box office. Yeah. I mean, he needs his own podcast probably, but maybe these two should just have one. That would be good. All the time. That would be good. I just I just feel like he's always entertaining. Like, I wonder if, like, in his the minute he gets home and shuts the door, like, he just puts the smile away and just, you know gets under a blanket and chills or, or whether he's just always on. I don't know. I don't know if he's extroverted naturally or if he's does need that downtime. It seems real natural. Yeah, it does. (laughs) It does seem real natural. This was, this was a hilarious interaction. And, and what I got from it is RJ Hampton eats ass and Hey, welcome to the club, buddy. It's good to have you. My man. I see you, RJ. And there go the Christians. (laughs) Goodbye. Wait, what? She just never said anything about eating ass. I don't think. <sighs> they don't talk about it. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> it was at the Last Supper. That, that's what was on the plate at the Last Supper. Oh, boy. <laughs> now we've lost everyone. <laughs> <laughs> respect, dude. Respect, dude. <laughs> All right. Bring right, us back with one, this next Last thing one. Here. We're going to come back to reality here. All right. So the last one, social media roundup. This is from the YouTubes. Not traditionally where we look for a social media roundup, but the ringer. Ooh. Um, Kevin O'Connor and what's the other guy's name? I forget. Sorry, homie. Um, talking about this, this title, are the Orlando magic close to turning things around? And on there, Kevin O'Connor had a take that the magic shouldn't want to make the playoffs this year and that we should have a lottery pick, Mm. um, and talking about, you know, some people thinking about playing and they're like, no, no, no. Kevin O'Connor saying we shouldn't 
want to make the playoffs. And I was just curious to see your take on that piece because a lot of buzz is in the community about, hey, we're pushing for playing. I talk about it on our recaps a lot of times. Sure. But Kevin well, made me think, you know. Well, coming from Kevin O'Connor, that's that's uh, this is something that needs to be discussed. I don't know who this man is, oh, but I great. can see from underneath that they have several subscribers more than we do. So obviously some people are listening to him. I don't know who he is. I'm unfamiliar with him. But uh, the point is uh, I don't think it's true. I think this guy is one of those guys that we're talking about that doesn't know what's happening. No, you're wrong. Um, we're going to get good picks, right? Potentially, yeah. Yeah. like right As of right now, I think we'd be like fifth and eighth. Last right. time we had fifth and eighth, that worked out pretty well. Yeah, there's some good, good, very good players in the top ten, very yeah. good players that yeah. would fit our needs. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not like a bunch of right. people that well, play positions. The we point need. is, right now we're fifth and eighth, but if we do get into the plan, and then you know, then right. what are we getting? Then, I mean, and, we and still if the have... bulls still continue, then it could end up being a tenth and a fourteenth. You know, so what do you think is the better outcome for this season? Do you think we need to, we need that one more lottery pick, or are you more in the camp of let's go get the playing spot? I'm more in the camp of I'd like to see the playing spot. I think it'd be helpful for the young players to realize that to let everyone know we're coming. And you think we have enough? And I think we have enough to make the plan. Yeah, um, yeah. Lottery picks are good, but they don't necessarily always they ain't pan guaranteed. out. They ain't right? guaranteed. They're not guaranteed yeah. that they're even going to be healthy enough to play, mm -hmm. uh, let alone fit your system or be in the right guy. And look, we've done well with that lately. And so I have faith that our group will find a good player no matter where we land. And we have two first-round picks. So even if we end up in 10th and 14th, you could package those together to move up if you really need to have that number six, like six or yeah. seven or yeah, eighth yeah, pick, like which is where I think the probably the top seven or eight are probably where the bulk of the, the really good players are going to be in this thing. Um, I just don't. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like somebody who's clued into the squad here because we've already got a very young team of guys who are developing and going in the right direction and getting two more super young guys. I'm not sure that's the what we need. I think we're going to need some veteran presence at some point. And even if we have two picks, I don't even know if we make both picks and keep both picks. Like maybe trading them away is a move that we make. Yeah. Ultimately, I just want to see this team have something at the end of the day to point to to show this growth more than just like eight or nine more wins than last season and if they get to that plan that's going to turn this mindset around of hey we're winning games now we're not you know it's kind of already changed in my mind like we're not i mean it's like a 50 50 out there we can beat any team on any given night now well Things that's have the changed thing. the, the so only thing right if we don't make the plan it's almost like not continuing the current trajectory yeah so why and, well, and and we might get the best of both worlds on this because we might not make the plan, but it won't be for lack of trying. The only thing that's hurting us from being in the plan right now is the first fucking twenty five games or whatever it was when we yep. went yep. four and sixteen, or sure. four and seventeen. I forget exactly what the number was, but lately we're playing above five hundred basketball. Yep. And if we've been playing that way all year, well, yeah, let's see, all the way up to ninth. So the Hawks are in eighth with 27 and 26, and we'd probably have a better record than them. The, the Knicks are 28 and 25 in the seventh spot. We'd be somewhere right around there, like the fifth or sixth seed, if we were playing the way we've been playing the second half of the beginning of this season, you know, since Markell coming back, really, since we've been getting healthy. That 
we'd be solidly in the playoffs. Right. So I think we have that to look forward to. So to to Kevin O'Connor's point, and he does know ball, and he does watch the Magic quite often. I love the ringer stuff that he does because you can tell he does watch all these games. Um, I think we might get a little bit of both worlds. Like we're gonna have competitive games, like we've been having, that our playoff atmosphere almost like we're we're winning games down the stretch. But the problem is like. If the Raptors don't go full full sale, full sale mode at the at the break, they're still winning games. Like they won last night. Um, the Pacers, when they get Tyrese Halliburton back, they haven't appeared to be very good. They're not giving up. The Bulls need to win to save that GM's job because he traded the the future of the team to get what they have right now. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to lose. The Wizards might. They're twenty four and twenty seven. Like they're in ninth place. Can we catch them? Maybe, but. I, I just don't know if we'll have enough. We're going to have to go on a little win streak here. And to the I guess to the question I originally answered asked is, what is best for this team? Well, I think uh, I love the Hannah Montana references about best of both worlds, though. I love that you brought that in. Yeah, but the question fan. The question is that was posed here is, are the Magic close to turning things around in Orlando? So Wait. why did this other thing come up? Because the answer is yes. And if this guy does watch basketball, he must know we're close to turning oh, yeah. things around. The whole video is about so, hey, we've already turned it around. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's already so, turned around. I mean, I think that. But the, he's saying that we turned around too fast. Right. Okay. And, and do we need one more high upside guy? And I think that there's a lot of talk about that in the Magic community. And I think it also stems a lot from Jalen Suggs because Jalen Suggs is that guy. Mm-hmm. Like Jalen Suggs was supposed to be that additional upside guy, but he's been so injured, right. bringing up more injury talk that he hasn't had a chance to blossom, flower, metaphor, right. I'm putting it all together, Peach. Mm-hmm. But now, last five, six games, we're starting to see Jalen Suggs mm-hmm. come into his own and yep. look like a guy that could be a big piece on a winning playoff basketball right. team who's one other free agent away from making a push sure. for a championship yeah, in I, the future. Right. I mean, it's a fast turnaround. Yes. I don't feel like it's too fast to turn around. Okay. It, if 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 that first portion of the season wasn't there, we played like this all season. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. but like, I think we're fine. I'm not worried about it. And, okay, and I'm not worried about like where we end up. You know, the Magic have had some great luck before playoffs. High five. You know, we've had some great luck before with when it comes to oh, the lottery draft. So as okay. long as we have a ping pong ball in there, I'm feeling good. Okay. But you know, we're gonna have more than one because we've got the Bulls and our pick. Yeah. So either way, as long as the Bulls and the Magic both don't make the playoffs. I think we're good. Okay. Yeah, I want to. I want to get into that playing game. I would love it. I think it's a little bit of a pipe dream. I think it'd just be fun. Oh, we'll see. Yeah, good experience for the franchise yes. to be seen. Yes. Let's and go. Be out there and let them know that, like, oh, we should put these guys on national TV next year, mm-hmm. so the common man can see them. And it's gonna take again a little bit of a win streak at some point. Where we went on those seven game win streak quite some time ago. Mm-hmm. We're gonna need another four or five gamer here somewhere. Yep. And the teams ahead of us to drop a couple for that to happen. But hey, plenty of game left. We'll see what happens. We can do it. Let's go, baby. All right. New segment now, Peach. It's new? No, it's not new. <laughs> We're going into a new segment of the show as well. Okay. Now. Yeah, yeah. Just not a not a it's an oldie but a goodie. Starter backup and bench. Mm-hmm. We're gonna give each other a list of items, people, things, and we're gonna have to rank them starter. Well, we like the most, depending on that category, backup, middle, and bench, least of that category. All right. 
All right, we so don't always explain it, but that was well. well yeah, done. I, I want the new listeners to reset. know. We got we got new second cousins in the family right now. Got to reset. So let's first talk about. We didn't want to do a whole trade cage, Oof. but we do need to feed the people out there. The, yep. the hungry masses are craving the trade talk, trade rumor talk. So we'll do this for you. Give me terrible players. I want them. <laughs> <laughs> This let me, is all let me you Photoshop get. a magic jersey onto him quick. Yes. <laughs> this is all you get. Of these trade rumor guys, who you most want in an Orlando Magic Photoshopped uniform piece? Mm-hmm. Fred Van Vliet. Been a lot about him. Eric Gordon. Just get that man out of Houston, please. Mm. Or Jordan Clarkson with the Utah Jazz, who I'm sure would be open to things. Yes. <sighs> Um, for me, it it's pretty obvious if I'm looking at it from a, like this season, like right now standpoint, mm-hmm. man, I love me some Jordan Clarkson, mm-hmm. but I'm putting him as my backup because I got to go. Oh, okay. I got to go with the starter as Eric Gordon. That guy can fill it up. He's a very underrated scorer in, in that. Like, I don't think people talk about him a lot. I don't yep. think he's considered a, you know, I know NBA teams know him and NBA players know him, but like, I don't think he gets his due justice like when his career is over of like what a great scorer he is and he's not a ball dominant guy who needs the ball he's sort of like what you want terrence ross to be where like he's can catch fire and just completely turn games out for teams but he's a little more consistent i think i would love to see him as our shooting guard like just gunning threes and getting us better in the shooting category so i would go gordon and then clarkson right behind them as the backup maybe even first off the bench here <laughs> and then fred van vliet way deep on the bench i don't really care for what he brings to the court i don't see how he he's just another small ball handling guard that i feel like we have enough of and don't feel like his game is that much better than cole anthony's yeah no <laughs> he's definitely I, I, not better than marco fultz i so. was trying to be different than you at, at first, I'll first of all agreed. Fred Van Vliet is deep on my bench. Yeah, I feel like Cole. It's that's Cole Anthony adjacent. I mean, we have a younger version of Fred Van Vliet. It took him four or five years to hit on the league. Why are we going to give up on a guy with a similar profile and Cole right. Anthony who has the juice that Cole has? Right, he's not nearly as funny off the court. Nope, he doesn't enjoy nutmeg and cinnamon. Nope, fuck him. Yeah, but and, he probably does love syrup and poutine. And who doesn't? Okay, we'll give him that, but. Uh, we all also give we, you know, the money, the money too. He's the gonna money be, is a problem. He's going to be looking for a big contract this off season, and I don't really want to pay him that number. I right. would prefer get someone else, and that's why I like Eric Gordon as the backup. I was going to have, um, no, I'm sorry, that's what I like Aaron Gordon as my starter. Eric, Eric Gordon, not Aaron, not Aaron Gordon. No, not. no, we're done. No, we're done. No. <laughs> Naughty, naughty. <laughs> um, I have Eric Gar- Gordon as my starter because I like him for all the things that you said, man. He can he's another veteran that can come in, coach up uh Jalen Suggs. And Eric Gordon, he's he's on the, the sunset of his career right now, mm-hmm. but he had that dog in him early. I mean, he was kind of a Jalen Suggs type of get-up-in-your-business type of player yep. when he was younger. So I bet he's got a lot of knowledge that would go really well with Jalen's game and I and Cole, too. you know. So I like that type of leadership, more leadership in the locker room. His contract's not going to be onerous. We could probably 
I don't know exactly what his contract is, but I'm sure we get him on like a two-year, three-year deal, something short, something reasonable. Right. So I yeah, like that. His career is not as long as the other guys, so I feel like if he comes over, he's the best fit because he's not going to want a long-term deal because he's not going to play a long he's, time. Yeah. And that should fit with when we have to pay the other guys that his contract would then come off the books. Whereas Jordan Clarkson is obviously going to be a better player for longer. That'd be more of a little bit more of an investment, but not a bad one because I think he's a great player as well. Eric Gordon's making more money than I thought. I just looked it up while you were talking. He's well, like, somebody on the Horn on the Rockets has to get paid. Yeah, right? that's like fair. A lot, no, that's they have fair. a lot of yeah, young guys that, on that team. That's probably why he's there. I see it now. He's he's on a, he was on a four year, um, seventy five million dollar contract. So it's like similar to like a JI type of deal. Right. He's making twenty mil next year. So it ain't cheap. Right. Um, that's a little bit more than I thought, but I, I'll still I'll still go with that for this reason. I think Jordan Clarkson probably is the best fit and need for our team. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I moved him to the backup is because while you were talking, I looked up on cleaning the glass, his usage is 28.2%. I know that means nothing to you, but it, it's how much of the team's offense did the player use by shooting, turning the ball over, or assisting. That's in the top 10% of usage. So, like, he is controlling the rock a lot in Utah, yep. and we've talked about this on previous videos. I'm not sure if it was a reaction sure, or sure. our last episode, but what we don't want to bring in right now yeah, is right. a ball-dominant guy right, because right, right. we want Franz with the Rock, we want Paulo with the Rock, and if we bring in a guy like Jordan Clarkson... You could talk Jordan Clarkson might... out of the ball, though. He's not Kyrie Irving, or he's not one of these guys that will demand the ball and then be like pissed if you don't give it to him. I think okay. if, I think if he realized that the team is doing something different here, yeah, okay, I'll do what the team needs. I'm guessing. I don't know. I mean, maybe he doesn't have that kind of mindset. Yeah, I, I then if that's the case, if he's cool with the role, then let's bring him in. You know, what is that spell for Gary Harris? We we can't have too many guards now in the kitchen so it's all hypothetical anyway, it's all folks. hypothetical we but love we you, gave Gary. you what you wanted so yeah. <laughs> take your scraps and move on i can't wait to see the eric gordon in the, in the magic uniform or is there someone that we didn't mention here in the starter back of a bench jordan clarkson fred van vliet eric gordon that you would like to see us as a legitimate trade target here at the trade deadline or you just think we're gonna stand pat which i think is who's probably not that gary trent guy either I'm sick of hearing about that as Gary well. Trent so, is not no Raptors. Stop with the Raptors. Great. He would be Gary Trent would be amazing for this squad. Perfect age, boys at Wendell. I would love that. Let's do that. All right, here we go. Next one. Um, we'll do one more magic one, and then we'll move on to some NBA topics. Is that okay oh, with you, Peach? Just okay. Other things, yeah. Which, uh, you know, more trade deadline stuff. Which of our team is most likely to be gone? You stopped it there at the trade deadline or just kind of off season? What do you yeah, think? At the trade Peach? deadline. At the trade deadline. Yeah. Bamba, Hampton, Ross, Gary Harris, or someone else. There's more than yeah. three options here. So you can you can, right, you can just color of... color as you will. Peach. So basically the starter is who we think is gonna be the most gone. Yeah. Um I think for me it's probably RJ Hampton. Gotta be right. Uh, it just seems like we're not gonna use him. Isn't he already? But he has talent, and yeah. and I think some other team's gonna be like, we'll take a shot on him. I just right? don't like, under like why did we not pick up that his last deal on his rookie contract because that seems like an affordable contract to move. It was our like three million dollars for it was four million dollars, right? And so now. 
whoever we trade him to is just he's just a free agent. Right. So it's I don't it's not right. So that but that's what it's like. If somebody wants to take a chance on him and doesn't want to wait through the free agency period, they might give us something. And they would get his bird rights then so they can sign him for longer. But that's not something that would be really attractive with a player like J- no. RJ Hampton, who's still unproven. Like bird yeah. rights, you wouldn't really care about that. Yeah. I, I think as a backup, I'm going with Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know as though anybody else really is clamoring for Ross. And I think yeah. it would just be a, for the end of season rental. But if somebody's looking for a three point shooter and you don't want to go with Mr. Devin Kennedy, then go ahead and go with uh, the guy who was his understudy for a while mm-hmm. and, uh, and bring in Ross on my bench. I've got Gary Harris firmly planted there. You're not going anywhere, young man. You, <laughs> you sit down and you stay there. <laughs> uh, if, if I have to give a label to Bamba, I'm putting him as backup, but first off the bench, I think he's in trouble. Like, yeah. I think other teams are going to be interested in what Mo Bamba can bring. Mm-hmm. And I, this, the little outburst with, with Austin Rivers is very uncharacteristic of Mo Bamba. Which I want. I don't feel like, yeah, it didn't bother me a ton, but like just seemed like maybe a guy who his meter is full. Mm. And maybe he's feeling something like, and that's why he's lashing out at other guys yeah. in their high school mm. past when it's like, well, didn't you peak in college? Or, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it just seems weird to be throwing the stones. I, One step I, higher. I don't, I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, it just seems a little odd. But I, he still has a skill set that's interesting to a lot of teams. So I feel like he might be our best trade piece. Well, that's why I'm going to answer the question like this. I'm going to say Bomb is the starter. Because if you're saying most likely to be traded, I think when other teams look at our roster, as you just alluded to, of the guys we have here, Bamba, Hampton, Ross, Gary Harris, I think Bamba's the most attractive piece that our front office could actually get maybe something usable, something workable back in return for. Because Bamba, he does have a skill set there where you can clearly see the upside. He is that quote unquote, and I'm using the air quotes, modern big, right? He's mm-hmm. he's a shooter. He shoots a pretty good percentage for above, you know, right around above league average from beyond the arc. So that's attractive to a lot of teams who want to space the floor and maybe they have a ball dominant guy that likes to get into the paint. He's great for that. So I think that Mo Bamba has the most tradeability right now. He's got sure. one more year on his contract, um, and you have the the bird rights if you want to re-sign him for a longer deal. So I think that is my starter. And then with that logic, I'm going for backup Gary Harris. I just think he brings – this is not – again, this is not what I want because I want Gary Harris here, and I, I still honestly want Mo Bamba to stay as a rotational big right now. But Gary Harris, I think, for a contending team – Brings a lot, a lot of value as yep. our probably our best three point shooter right now, and a lockdown defender who can cause havoc in the passing lanes. Yeah. So he's my backup, and then on the bench, I don't know. I guess I'm putting, I'm putting Ross. I'm putting Ross. Yeah. Because he can still, I guess, hypothetically bring something, and he's a veteran, so he. I think a team that's on a playoff push would prefer bringing in a veteran than a guy like R.J. Hampton. So that I guess yeah, R.J. Hampton sure. is deep, deep bench because, okay. as we just talked about, I'm not really sure about what his value is right now. All right. If, especially if a team can just pick him up in free agency in a couple months. I think I had put R.J. as the starter because I feel like he may have the highest upside of any of these guys, whereas the other guys, we kind of know who they are and what they do. 
I we're think, not still sure about Hampton. Like, if you want to yeah. take a gamble on somebody as actually becoming a good, legit player, RJ Hampton has the best player of getting that. Gary Harris is probably the best now, but yeah. we've already seen that Ross has peaked and Bamba is probably think, not going to be a star. So no, no. But I think yeah, I don't think RJ Hampton's going to be a star either. But he puts it. He's been but he could up. be, is what I'm saying. He's the only one on this list that has that possibility. Unless you want to be like the other people in the Magic community who are saying, "Sell Bull Bull now, sell him high. People are interested. Trade him now." Would you Would you have him on this list at all, or where is he on the spectrum? <sighs> yeah, I guess he would probably be pretty high on this list, Bull Bull, because right. people would be interested of the vap. Yeah, people would be interested, and we talked about it on the reaction. Go check out last night's reaction. Um, to the Minnesota Timberwolves game, I, I'm just the, the jury's still out for me on Bull Bull. I think he's a really good player, but he thrives in chaos. And very clearly, right yeah. now, our team is actually working together yeah. and creating a system. Mm-hmm. And he seems to be the odd man out of that system because he needs the ball in his hands. He's only really effective when he's going to the hoop. His best move is faking a pass and then diving to the hoop. And on defense, he turns his hips so weirdly. He he I don't he lets the defender get by him and he it's just very odd. He he can make it up sometimes, but other times he gives up easy layups. It is he's a bewildering character. Mm. And so yeah, you either the fans that say there might be something there to sell high. On the flip side, he could figure it out though, and he could be a really valuable piece for us moving forward. Who knows? We'll see. Let us know. What do you think? Who's the most likely player to be gone at the trade deadline? You think anyone's moving? You think we're staying pat? All right, now some general NBA stuff, Peach. We're going to do both Eastern and Western Conference top three teams. We'll start in the East and move to the West. Top three in the East, Celtics, Bucks, Sixers. Where are you ranking these, Peach? Um, well, I got to go on the bench. I've got to go with the Sixers. Um, I want to put them higher, but... The way they looked against us wasn't the yeah. team that I would think could win a championship. They yeah. are lacking something there. Doc Rivers doesn't have them in the right mindset to be championship worthy yet. So as of right now, I'd go with them on the bench. As the starter, I'm going with the Bucks. Um, I actually am putting the Celtics as the backup, which is higher than I'd love to give them. But they seem to play pretty well against everybody that's not the Orlando Magic. That's, I know that's so, right. So as long as they can avoid us in the first round, and can they? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I had a conversation with someone about it, and I said that might be my wettest of dreams. <laughs> <laughs> if the Magic could knock out the Celtics in the first round of the playoffs, so. a one eight that would be freaking real. It would be sweet. It would be sweet. But the Celtics would be playing inspired playoff basketball, in which they usually play a little better. So it'd probably yeah. be a different squad. But yeah. um, I got to go with the Bucks here as the starter. Still, I feel like. They're, they're healthy right now. Their big three are there. They've won a championship before. They know what it takes. They got veterans coming off the bench, like George Hill even. Like, I love everything that the Bucks have when they're healthy, not just as a fan because they're my second team, but I really think they're the best team in the East. If there was going to pick a winner f- for the Eastern Conference right now today, it's the Bucks. I'm going to go 76ers on the bench. I just don't see outside of Joel Embiid who they got. I mean, we kind of challenged the team, the the rest of the guys to beat us and James Harden did step up, but he's shown he doesn't always do that in the playoffs. So for a sec, I just want to say 
I have them on the bench, but they are very clearly the third best third best team. Let's, let's, okay. I'm not knocking them further back. Joel, Joel Embiid may be all they have, but that is a big thing. Yeah, no, it's, I bet on him for <laughs> MVP. I hope yeah. he wins the MVP. I, mean, I, yeah, got, I think he will. I, I got money on him, I so I, I, it's, it's not necessarily a knock, but I, I just don't like their depth as I like some of these other teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Bucks are my backup because they have, I think, the best big three of this bunch. I think they have the, the best top-tier players. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm going to go with the starter of, of the Celtics. Mm-hmm. The Celtics are my B team. You see, we had very different Boston experiences. <laughs> you you moved to Boston and just, you want, you hated everything about it. I moved to Boston. I did accept some of that Bostonian. There were some things that my, I learned to accept, but I yeah. didn't like Boston before I moved. To right. Boston. You had, yeah, you had a strong <laughs> dislike for them. Before. It didn't make sense for me to even be there. Right. <laughs> so I, I went, ended up going to a lot of Celtics games and I, and I just, that's not the reason. I just think they have the best depth of any of these teams, you know, one through nine, ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Mal- Malcolm Brogdon and Derek White, the possessed teddy bear looking dude. I think he's even a good piece, like off their bench. Um, Jason Tatum is on a different level. He's scoring the rock. Jalen Brown, that's a nasty one two punch when they get it going. So I love their pieces. Let's move on to the Western Conference. Go West, young man. <laughs> Top three teams right now: Nuggets, Grizzlies, Kings. How you ranking them, Peach? I think just like that for me, honestly, I'm gonna step in. All right, Nuggets starter, Grizzlies backup, Kings bench. Okay, and um, I mean Aaron Gordon is playing the best basketball of his life. I know we don't like to admit that, but he's he's a good piece, right? That's what he always should have been. Peace. is a piece, peace. not the guy like he was supposed to be a here nugget. in Orlando. If you will. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, and now with Jamal Murray starting to get even healthier, that's going to be a good squad. I like what they bring. I wish I could just get the Grizzlies off this list, but they are the backup. I have a feeling someone who's not on this list hopefully will come up and beat them because they just, they're beginning, yeah. they're too big for their britches. I like a little bit of, yeah, we're going to trash talk and we're going to be super confident on the borderline they're, of cocky. They're not just like starting a rivalry with one team. No. Not, they're like starting a rivalry with league. And now they're wondering, like, <laughs> J- Jaws, like, I don't, the NBA just likes to hate us. No, bro. You made your fucking bed. <laughs> yeah. Now you're lying in it. Everyone's coming for your neck. Like, you're, you put a target on yourself. Right. And so now it's duly earned target. It's not yeah. for no reason. They're that guy that showed up at the club, started yeah. hitting on everybody's girl, yeah. and then wondered why was everybody mad at me for? Right. <laughs> it's like, hey man, bro, <laughs> have a little bit of like self reflection, like yeah. a little bit of self awareness. Jeez. And the Kings are on the bench. You know, it's been a great story. There, there are. I feel like there are brethren out west, man. I'm really rooting for the Kings. I hope they go deep in the playoffs. I just don't. I don't buy it. Okay. I don't buy it. You know what I don't buy? Yeah. The Denver Nuggets. I've got oh. them on my bench. Wow. I know they have one of the greatest players in the yes. NBA, and I respect his game immensely, but the Nuggets, they always find a way to nugget, right? Like, they're <laughs> never actually going to win. Like, I wouldn't put any money on them to win the NBA championship. That feels like fool's gold. Another Nugget reference. <laughs> um, so I, I just feel like, yeah, they may finish with the best record, and they yeah. may get that one seed, but no way am I thinking that they're making the NBA Finals uh, from the West. And I'd like to see them get over that hump because I do genuinely like Denver as a city and their people, and I'm a fan of two of their teams. So, you know, good luck to you. I just, I don't think so. Not with my money. Um, for my backup, I'm lighting the beam. 
I'm going with the Kings. Ooh. I, I kind of wanted to make the Kings the starter, but from a pure talent perspective, you have to respect what the Grizzlies are bringing, even though they're hitting on every girl in the club yeah. and pissing people off. So I'll leave that be because you touched on that perfectly. For the Kings, they're playing with house money right now. They know it. They're young. They're going ham. They're not being too flashy about it. I mean, except for when they're lighting the beam. Yeah. But they're getting things done. And right now they kind of, I was surprised when I went to go get this and saw that they were the third seed and they are just barely, they could, you know, fall down to six or seven in a couple of days. But for right now they're at that third spot and I say props to you. So I've kind of got them as the backup because I feel like sometimes those teams that have nothing to lose are the ones that are to be feared most yeah, you don't when it comes them. tournament time. Right. Yep. So I'm kind of thinking about this as who I think I see in the finals and of the, of these three, obviously it's hard to not think of the Grizzlies in the finals, although I don't want them to be, and I feel like somebody will stomp them out in the playoffs before they get to that point. But of these three, they have the best shot. What do you think of our rankings, ladies and gentlemen? Let us know in the comments. Where are you seeing the Eastern and the Western Conference shake out? Who do you think are the best teams? Who's going to be left standing in the end? Who's going to be fighting for that trophy from the East and the West? Mm. Let us know. All right. Now it's time. The much-anticipated... New Court Cousins Championship Format, which I'm still a little confused about. Peach, okay. explain it. Well, the champ is here, so let me uh, okay. explain things. And, well, that's... This, You're right. Okay, but John right, Cena yeah. says that, so it's a reference. It's a wrestling reference. Okay. It's not just me being... So uh, some people humorous. out there are probably giggling. Perhaps. <laughs> uh, look, so we're going to do the bet thing still, okay. right? Yep. But we used to just do four per show. Okay. Now we're going to do five. That makes sense. And the fifth one will be a one that is suggested by a Patreon. Thank you. And then as the champion, I will set the line for okay. that one. So that's a little bit of an advantage there. Okay. Now what happens is after these bets take place, let's just for say, say I won them three to two. Okay. So then we would go to some sort of shootout. Yes. Which the champion will also determine what we shoot. Ah. Are we going out and shooting at a basketball hoop? Are we okay. shooting paper in a waste paper? Uh, uh, basket? Are we yeah. shooting on these hoops in here? And when I win, I'm just shooting. Are we playing paper football? You I'm shooting I mean? into a soccer net because you hate soccer and I'll win that one. Perhaps, but that's what that's, <laughs> I gotta that's win if first. you ever win the title. I gotta win first. Yeah, okay. And then you can determine. But that so, so the person will have a little bit of an advantage, whoever wins in the bets and then the champion will select what the shootout is. Okay. So that even if the bets, you know, you're not hitting, you still got a chance to win it back with a shootout and that's the way it should be because we should do a little more hooping on this show. Yeah. I feel like this is a way to get that involved and to really earn the belt for more than just for ourselves instead of watching these other men do stuff in sort of a fantasy basketball world. Now we actually get a chance to determine who takes the gold. Yes. To compete in the arena. It's getting super comfortable over here. I've had to dust it off several times. All right. Let's get into the bets then. Let's get into the bets. Uh, Peace, you're starting off. You're the champ. You got three here. All right, so in this uh, the next stretch of games, which is going to mm-hmm. be two shows, a month's worth, mm-hmm. uh, I've got it down as about 10 games there. Um, you can see at Charlotte, uh, home for the Knicks, Nuggets, and Heat, then at the Bulls and Raptors, then home for the Pistons on Court Cousins night, Woo! and then the Pacers, which is a game we'll also be there for, mm-hmm. and then on the road for New Orleans and the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. So during this stretch... Uh, I'm questioning about Paulo and his scoring. And it's been a little down lately. Yeah. But I would imagine at some point he's going to bounce back. The all-star game break is going to be in here. Yes. Um, Not a break for him, but yeah. Not really a break for him, but still a little bit of a layoff in games. Yeah, a a different stretch. It's a different vibe, too. It it 
changes your energy, perhaps. I'm saying Paulo th- dropping the 30 burgers. Okay. Is he going to have some 30-point games in here? I feel like there's 10 games. Oh, shit, man. He's going to have at least one. Probably. And, and you know what? I feel like he's going to be good for two. So I, instead of setting the line at 2.5, I'm giving him, I'm going with 2.1. It's the same fucking thing. <laughs> Is it? What if a game gets canceled midway through? <laughs> well, so if he scores 16 before the half, that would be had If he had 10 in a certain amount of time, it could count. That would still be two and a half. Anyways. Don't get caught up in those so, details. <laughs> so essentially, I'm, I'm setting saying, the line at 2.1. So if I take it, it would be over three. Or under two. So it's either one or three. Or, yeah, okay. Hmm. <laughs> you take under, you get one and two. I, I think, you know, his scoring has been down, and there there could be one there he's going to ignite, but our scoring is so balanced off times that I'm just not seeing a lot of 30 burgers. I'm going to take an under. I'm going to be slightly pessimistic here. Okay. But, um, yeah, he doesn't need to score 30 for us to win, and he takes the offense – the way it's given so you're correct on that i i wasn't sure whether i should set this line at one or two yeah it's tough just didn't want to leave myself panicking after he got one in like the first game right he's gonna score (laughs) on sunday he's gonna drop 30 (laughs) (laughs) all right this one uh i was i was driving here home thinking of this one i was thinking you know i really want to have a bet on jalen sug steals and then we got on the patreon to see what the suggestions were and anthony unwin also suggested steals, so shout out to you, Anthony. I'm on this. I'm saying Suggs average steals over this next 10, 2.4. A game? Per game. Under. Okay. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, he got five last game, and he got or he got three last game in the first half, and he got five the game before. So Right. Well, Minnesota was super careless with the ball. Yeah. And, but over that long stretch of games, I feel like there'll be a game where he He's has He's playing LaMelo Ball on Sunday. That guy can't True. ball. True. <laughs> All right. All right. Peach takes the under. That's fair. All right. Also, from uh, Anthony Unwin, who I also like to call Anthony Lose. No offense, but that's what an unwin is. When you unwin, you lose. <laughs> Sometimes you tie, I guess. In soccer or some sports, they have the tie. But Yeah, but we don't try talk to have about that those. tie stuff. Yeah. Um, he suggested Mort's charges drawn, which I love. Mm. So I'm taking that one on my own. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying. Will he? Dr- I'm setting the line at 6.5. That's there's good. 10, there's 10 games here, right? That's good. You know he tries to take one every game. He definitely tries to take one. He doesn't get them. No, he doesn't get them. That's the problem. <laughs> but there's also games where he can get a couple. Yeah. And that's what throws it off. So I'm saying 6.5. I'm going to take the under. He's taking the under. I'm going to take the under. Oh, we're, we're being pessimistic this Yeah, we are. <laughs> we really are. We'll see what happens with that. So I, I've been on the Markel Fultz train. He's starting to play a little bit better. He's getting to his kill spots more. He's finishing around the hoop more. Um, I'm going to set the Fultz points at 13, Peach. He's already typing it in. Peach is taking what? The over. I love it. Taking I the love over. it. Yeah. If anything, for the fact that we just have too many unders. Yeah. And uh, I know he's going to burn me with some seven and eight point oh, games, yeah. but I'm going to hope that he has some 20s to offset it. And uh, I think he's good for it. He- He's been averaging like twelve point five in the past. Yeah, he's he's very he's right there, and he's going he's on the up. So I think you're good on that. All right. The last one is our fan inspired. 
Um, Even though we borrowed a couple from Anthony already, he also gave us this gem of how many Gary Harris threes are there going to be. So I'm going to go with Gary Mm. Harris total threes in those 10 games. And I've even given you some stats here because I know you love your stats. Okay. Uh, This season in his 25 games, he's averaging 1.9 made per game, which is roughly two, and attempting about four. Okay. Exactly four. So he's shooting about uh, 46% for the season, which is pretty great. I'm setting this line at 20.5 because that's about what the numbers are telling me. What do you think? Gary Harris against the numbers. Mm, this was a good line, Peach. Mm. You, you did well with Anthony's uh, topic here. Um, hmm. I am going to go under and that is because Jalen Suggs has been playing so damn well I see Gary Harris's minutes going back and I think that four attempts a game may come down that's that's my acceptable logic that's my logic I don't know I can easily see him catching fire one game and hitting five you know so that just blows this whole thing up but we'll see there's also the complete disaster that he might actually hit that line (laughs) so (laughs) please don't do that <laughs> Don't go anywhere for the for the large ending, ladies around you, ladies and gentlemen. You better stick around. Yeah. We'll see what happens. This is going to be a fun Court Cousins championship. It's going to go a whole month, and then we're going to have a shootout. So. Yeah, I'm hoping we can do the first shootout in Orlando. I'm oh. hoping we know some of these answers by then. So oh, that would be cool. That would be cool. One last shout out to all our second cousins, our all stars and second cousins on the Patreon: Omid, Raphael, Breadhead, Wally. Al, Matthew, Bernie, Gloria, and Damien, Yadi, Connor, and the Polish Wonder. All of our second cousins, they're the real stuff. Yeah, they're. Thanks so they're much. Great. Thanks so much, everybody. We've been having a great time doing this podcast. It's, it's wonderful to interact with you. We appreciate you liking, subscribing, doing all that, feeding the algorithm. We're at 1K now. This is This is fantastic. Now we're just on the march for... Mm-hmm. Too, who knows? Maybe after some of the comments on today's show, we might slip a little under. <laughs> if that's the case, we're marching back to 1K. <laughs> and we'll be flying our asses down on Thursday, February 23rd. Please get your t- uh, tickets as soon as you can because mm. the uh, software needs to group us up uh, with those tickets. Fivo.me backslash court cousins. We're getting the club level seats. We've got a bunch of stuff to give away. No one's going home empty handed. We're going on the court after the game to cut down. You want a nets. different flight than me? Because I'm I'm going on the twenty. I'm going the day before. <laughs> I, I'm I'm going Wednesday. Yeah, we're on the same flight. I'm just kidding you because you said we're flying down for that day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit, you had me worried, dude. You know I like you know I like the devil's lettuce. Now we're so. on the same flight going out. So all right, different sweet. flights coming back though. Let's now head to that time. Hit the music, Peach. The large ending. <laughs> If a if a Brady retires in the woods and no one gives a fuck, does it make a sound, Peach? Uh, it may not make a sound to us in this room, but yeah. you know it makes a sound. A sound big enough for people to pay $90,000 for sand from the location from which he made his announcement, my friend. That's a thing? That is a real thing. I will show it to you. It's a jar of sand from where Tom Brady was standing. Pictures to prove the spot. A newspaper from the day after to prove that's where that was exactly and wow. selling for 90,000 I believe it was like 28 bids last time I saw people oh are insane god. Oh my god. speaking of guys who've played in the Super Bowl Eagles and Chiefs coming up we've been talking about football in this segment all year long getting yep. it wrong we're down to Eagles Chiefs who you got uh, I want the Chiefs to win. Uh, I'm a Cowboys supporter, so oh, I don't want nice. I don't want the Eagles to win. 
They fly eagles fly into a fucking turbine. I don't give a shit. Forgot about that connection because yeah. no, obviously I hate the Chiefs for opposite right. for similar reasons. Right. So plus they have the ketchup goblin at quarterback and no one needs that guy. I don't, I don't Ooh, gotta take my jazz bath. I don't mind. I don't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> I like jazz and I like baths, so we're kindred spirits, he and I. <laughs> uh, we're taking a joyful voyage after this. A Ooh. celebratory joyful voyage. Uh, Peace, you're gonna be doing some documentation maybe for the instagram live thing apparently so well it'll be after the fact but maybe you followed along uh joyful voyage what part of the joyful voyage are you most looking forward to today is it the the card shop is it the roast beef sandwiches or last pretty hungry or is it gonna be barcade and some brews and some nba jams uh we haven't nba jammed in a while so i am looking forward to that as always which we put a number of pictures up in video of us playing uh we're working our way through the entire nba at some point but for me i'm actually excited to go to the card shop today um i want to dig through some singles and get some more stuff from my personal collection because lately we've been doing stuff for card cousins also on youtube check us out um and trying to get stuff that i can buy or flip or stuff that i think i can send away to get graded but i'm thinking more i'm thinking i want to get some more stuff from my collection usually that's what i come away with most there because they have such a good spread uh, all right, it's NHL All Star Weekend. Which division do you have winning? You don't even know this format, do you? Name a division. The <laughs> the Atlantic. Yes, he that's, got it. I got one. Yes. yes. <laughs> all right, and that's the one I would want to win. Really? So, yes. Congratulations. Yes. Well done. Yes, I'll keep it on the All Star tab. A tip right now. Franz and Paulo didn't make the All Star game this year. They're going to be in the Rising Stars. Will they make it next year, Peach? Yeah, there's no way. Both of them are held off that list next year. At least one of them is on there. I was, you think one or both? At least one? I would bet the house on one. Yeah, okay. Um, but I'd feel pretty solid with betting on two. Sometimes it depends on how the rest of the league does, but that's how I feel. Well, we covered it earlier how much everyone's sleeping on front, so... Apollo, you got to feel like is going to get in. By next year, they should have all woken up. Yeah. I would like <laughs> to imagine. <laughs> all right. I wrote this incorrectly on this. Do not be fooled by it. What I is would. the best Orlando Magic player shoe from the past? Was it the oh. T-Mac, the Penny, or the Shaq? Mm. Let's say you. Probably didn't have I'm the Shaq or the Penny. Huh? I'm not a huge sneakerhead. Yeah, the only one, the one I'm most familiar with is probably the T-Mac. Yeah. I like how I like that slick design. And Mo Bamba still rocks those. He does? Yeah, so I'll go with the T-Macs. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about you? For me, it's the Penny. Yeah. It was a great shoe. I remember I getting mine and loving them. I had a pair of Shacks. Didn't like those quite as much. Just they didn't fit as good. I, I thought they looked cool, but they weren't comfortable. Uh, the, oh, yeah, yeah. The T-Mac nice. might have been the best to actually like play in, but the mm-hmm. Penny, you couldn't beat that Penny logo on there. Those things were slick. Yeah, that oval Penny logo. That's but as far as actually to play in, I think the, the T-Mac was, was probably the best and still is maybe. We'll see what the Apollo looks like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. Here we go. And uh, then we got to get a court cousin shoe. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. I think we have to be at least 2K for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for getting us the 1K. Uh, and thanks for spending your time with us. We really appreciate mm. it. We will see you soon. Look, next reaction video or down in Florida sometime. We're out here. You'll see us. We're not hiding. Love you all, people. Thanks for coming. Make sure to cry. Peace. Thank you.